0: Now it's time for Ketchup Kitchen Catchups. Join me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ketchup Kitchen Catchups. I am your host, Michael Hayes, and yes, this is another Catch Town. I want to start out by thanking everyone who's listening. It's it's much appreciated and I hope that everyone's having a great start of the holiday season. We are fast approaching meatloaf moss, and I know that can be a stressful time for others, so I just hope that everyone's, you know, looking forward to it. If not, I'm sorry. But I would like to hear about your meatloaf moss, or at least your plans. You know, and, and you're, as tradition, I'd love to hear everyone's Meatloaf maf, meatloaf Moss beefs and Meatloaf Moss wishes. So call them in. If you have a story or would like to share some of your beefs or wishes for Meatloaf Moss, call in the Squirt line. 4197 Squirt. That's 4197 Squirt. I hope you all had that saved in your phone because. You know, maybe during the holiday season, something comes up and uh, you need to talk about something, give it a call. Share it. Okay, let's get to the catch town. This week, we're going to talk about revolutions that have happened in the ketchup industry. Well, one in particular. It's, um, as, as usual, not always, but as usual... This is coming from the book Pure Ketchup" by Andrew F. Smith. and uh, this thing is just so so much it's just so full of, of wonder and, and greatness and I'm really excited to share this new passage with you guys. Without any further ado, let's get you town. While commercial ketchup's taste has remained essentially constant since 1906, its process of production changed dramatically. Today's ketchup making has little in common with the previous manufacturing process. Changes occurred in this industry from the field to the factory and from packing to marketing. The first major change was geographic. During the first half of the 20th century, the major growing area for processing tomatoes was from Maryland to New York and from St. Louis to St. Paul. The ketchup industry was centered in Indiana, which manufactured almost 25% of the tomato ketchup made in America. There were many problems with growing large quantities of tomatoes along the East Coast and in the Midwest. As Wayland hired T.A. Snyder's chief chemist, reported in 1919,
1: Obtaining a good quality of tomatoes at a price which is not prohibitive is a problem which in many localities is becoming more difficult to canners and catsup makers each year. Every experienced manufacturer knows that regardless of the expertness of which he may work up his tomatoes into the finished product, he cannot expect to get good quality unless he has good stock to begin with. It is true that by using intelligence and extreme care in the manufacturing process, one manufacturer will make better pulp or catsup from tomatoes of fair quality than another man can get from the best quality of stock. This same care and intelligence applied, however, in working up high-quality tomatoes will probably show a greater difference in the finished tomato products than with, you know, the apparent in the tomatoes of which these products were made. In other words, the goodness of good tomatoes becomes accentuated by the manufacturing process.
0: This quest for better tomatoes at lower costs led many ketchup manufacturers to seek other locations outside of the East and Midwest. A geographic shift to California began early this century. California's Central Valley was an excellent tomato growing area. The tomato season was longer than in the East and Midwest. Farmland was less expensive. Two of today's major ketchup producers, Del Monte and Hunts Brothers, began in California. Other ketchup producers soon joined them. For instance, Chicago-based Libby McNeil & Libby opened a ketchup factory in Sacramento. Likewise, the Pittsburgh-based H.J. Heinz Company established the world's largest ketchup factory in Tracy, California. The trend towards growing processing tomatoes in California expanded. In 1960, California harvested 130,000 acres of processing tomatoes. By 1990, this figure increased to 320,000 acres. Simultaneously, the yield per acre increased from 17.3 To 30 tons. Today, 90% of all tomatoes grown for canning and bottling are grown in California. Technology played a major role in the the recent increase in the growth of processing tomatoes in California. The invention of the mechanical tomato harvester eliminated the need for labor-intensive hand-picking. Mechanical harvesters scoop up the plants and shake tomatoes off the vines electric eyes disgorge green tomatoes and the ripe tomatoes are put into an accompanying truck harvesters greatly reduced the cost of ketchup's main ingredient and immensely improved productivity improvements in the nation's transportation system made it possible to manufacture ketchup in california and sell it throughout the rest of the united states railroad building beginning with the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad in 1869 and continued at a rapid pace. Increased railroads reduced the cost of transporting goods from California farms and factories to eastern markets. The expansion of the nation's transportation network improved the food distribution network, making commercial ketchup available to almost every town in America. Well, revolutions come. I don't know what I'm saying after that. But it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, the Heinz Corporation is usually... I mean, we, we think about Pittsburgh with that, right? But the largest factories in California for them, what are they even doing in Pittsburgh? Hunts Brothers now have always been tried and true California. Like myself. Well, I guess I've lived... I don't. I was... B- <laughs> born there, not... Don't currently reside. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is... Things change. And hopefully when they change, they change for the good. And it seems that's, that has been the case for ketchup. And, uh... It's, it's great. <sighs> well, let's keep this one short and sweet, shall we? Again... Meatloaf Moss is coming, and I really hope anyone who feels they would like to share a Meatloaf Moss story or a Meatloaf Moss beef or a Meatloaf Moss wish, call the squirt line. 419-7-SQUIRT. And, uh, you know, we'll take your call. All right. Everyone, have a great week. And, you know, let's catch up. All right, bye.